I just always, I always felt like it was crazy, you know what I'm saying, for us, all the love stories out there in the world, all of the ways that people can talk about, oh my God, we were high school sweethearts, or we met at a bar, and he was so <laughs> cute, and da, da da We met on Tinder, bro. No, we like... <laughs> did not meet on Tinder. Stop telling people that. It's so important it's not to true. recognize that, because no. Tinder really brings people no, together. I... It, it does, and I'm never going to um, knock anyone who met on Tinder, but we didn't meet on Tinder, so you need to stop telling people that, because it's not true. If that's not the story, where did we meet? At In college. We were both RAs. We were on the same staff, basically, mm-hmm. and that's how we met. Yes, we did match on Tinder, but <laughs> but did we become closer, start dating before or after we matched on Tinder? Okay, but when you tell people hmm. we met, no, but when you tell people <laughs> we met on Tinder, then it seems like we like met, we matched, we talked through Tinder, we met up. That is not what happened. Let's be clear about that. What did happen? What happened is. I knew who you were. Yeah. We were both in res life. We were both RAs in totally different communities. I knew who you were. You knew who I was. Just very like my face, whatever. Okay. When I saw you. Wait, so you think I was just on campus just staring at your face. Like I just swore you was bad. And no, that's just I but I remember saying hi to you at like a few events and stuff like that. And So that's the story. We, <laughs> that's no, the story we're no. I got it. I want to tell the story there because we're not going to just breeze over the, the high part. What really had happened was I nope. would see okay. her and I'd be like, oh, my God, it's so nice to see you. Da, da, da. And then I would sit down and mind my business. Every time she walked past me, hi. Hi, Eli. Hi, okay. Eli. Nice to see no. you. Again. <laughs> All right, I'm gassing a little bit. No, we said hi to each other a few times. It wasn't anything that crazy. Um, and then... We matched on Tinder over the summertime. Mm-hmm. Literally immediately, as soon as we matched, I thought to myself, ah, I'm going to be working with him next year. Like we were going to be on the same staff the next year. And Facts. I knew that. So I was just like, I don't want to deal with that or like awkwardness or anything. So I just immediately deleted it. Like, immediately. and I, I swore that he never saw it. And we were friends for like a minute and he never mentioned it. Like I swore you... <laughs> did not know that I, that we ever matched and that I deleted it because I did it so fast. Like as soon as we matched, I like instantly regretted it <laughs> to be honest. Oh! And I think I was like more like curious if you were like into me. Of course, that's what she's supposed to say. No, but I, um, I, I immediately, immediately deleted it. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of Back <laughs> with ER Black. I am your whimsical host, E.R. Black, once again, back at you. I have a very special, very important guest today, somebody I've honestly been looking forward to having on the show. Mm -hmm. So now that we are actually here having this happen, IRL, it's a pretty cool feeling. Mm -hmm. So please, miss, tell the audience, who are you? Who am I? Um, I'm Jocelyn, your amazing, creative, um, beautiful girlfriend. Talk that! (laughs) Talk that! Oh, talk that, bro. That's fucking right. This is Bay. What? What? And what? What? And what? Um, Season two, episode two. And what? Since being your girlfriend isn't like my entire identity, I'm also. I think it's the most important part of your identity. Mm, no. <laughs> <laughs> Love you, though. Um, wow. I'm a full time general and vocal music teacher um, in two elementary schools, public schools. Love my job. Very, very passionate about music and education. 
Um, I'm a singer. I went to college for singing. Music school was really (laughs) (laughs) Um, but super glad I did that. So that's a really huge part of my identity. And yeah, obviously, not obviously, honestly, I'm kind of living the dream right now. And I love it. (laughs) <laughs> I love to hear that, man. But I'm yeah. I'm obviously living the dream. <laughs> obviously, if, for everyone, I'm obviously. very obviously living the dream. Yeah. Nah, it's I, I love it. Obviously, I love you, duh. But um, it's <laughs> good to have you. you on here for sure. But through your career, you know, me being somebody who was beginning to transition into the the K to twelve job system, right. um. I definitely love it with a little bit of experience that I do have, but I also do understand that the job of being a teacher is a lot. Yeah. There's a lot that goes into that. There's a lot of expectation that a lot of students, parents, other faculty members, the world in general have for you and what you are about to be in the lives of the children of tomorrow. So that being said, not to obviously add any pressure to you, but for you, you know, what does it really mean to be a teacher when you hear that, when you know that that's who you are? What does that mean for you? Well, that's an interesting question because for me, I don't just feel like a teacher, especially being like the music teacher. Uh It's a really different um, vibe. It's a really different role than just being a classroom teacher. So just to make that like at the forefront, like I'm not... A classroom teacher I don't see the same kids every single day and build these like super close relationships with a group of 20 kids every single day I see 500 kids every single week um I mean that's still a decent chunk of kids bro oh no it's a ton of kids that's a lot it's so many kids and it creates a different type of pressure that's different mm. um but I can't necessarily create the same type of personal relationships that classroom teachers do but at the same time it's like I'm the like special teacher the like celebrity teacher you know like I walk (laughs) (laughs) like I walk down the hallways and every single child every single person knows me and vice versa and I try my absolute hardest to get to know every single student um but it's it's hard like 500 students that's so, so many right um but my role as a music teacher is just so much different it's like just building community and beyond teaching music it's like just teaching them so many different things um through music and trying to be like really conscious of like emotional intelligence and social emotional learning especially with everything that's going on like covid and so many things that we're seeing like just popping up in the media like you know these young kids really need that more than anything Mm. and I think the songs that I'm using are very intentional the activities I use are very intentional um the conversations we have because it's not all just teaching music the whole time um but and I think that's important to note because when you hear the term music teacher that's obviously the first thing you think of of course it is yeah it's funny too because like when I was a student I felt like I really took for granted all the things that teachers do and like, you just don't realize when you're a kid, you have no idea how much planning goes into, like, each lesson, at least for me. And I'm, I'm not going to speak for every teacher, but the teachers I'm around are just very conscious of what they're doing and spend a lot of time on their planning. And I am definitely no exception to that. Where? Um, but when I'm making a lesson plan, I'm not just focusing on, like, how do I teach them an eighth note or how do I teach them a quarter note? And, I mean, you know this because I've talked to you so much about my teaching philosophy and how important it is to me. But, um Jeez. 
She talks to me. <laughs> She's told me what an eighth note is. I didn't even know what an eighth note was until yes, I met you her. Did. So it's so crazy. Yes, you did. So crazy. Um, but like my main focus is like, how do I help these kids function in the world the best way that they can through music? Like mm. that to me is my my job is to help them like control their feelings and their emotions, which is so hard to do at that age. Um, what age group do you teach? Through music. K to five. So it goes from about like four at the very earliest, usually five mm. to like 10 or 11. I first and foremost want to applaud you for, based on your description, going far above and beyond what probably is asked of you just as a music teacher. I feel like I don't work for a school administration system, but hiring a music teacher, I would typically think that you're going to teach the music. But right. for you to kind of go over and above that and to try to tie in emotional intelligence, tie in so many social factors that are, yeah. call it what it is. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I think the world in 2021 is a crazy place. Yeah. So for you to have the kids of the future that don't even necessarily understand what's going on in that time, mm. but to try to give them so many of the skills that they need to survive yeah. and that other people may not teach them. That's dope. Yeah. And you know what I'm saying? I could, speaking from, you know, as early as I remember the the middle school, elementary school kid, I was a d- And I mean, I, I own that. I own that. I, I, I think a lot of times. I really believe. Oh, I was a total, I was a total. I remember, right, this is, um, it's probably like sixth or seventh grade. I had this one teacher. I don't remember what her name was, but I remember I used to, bro, I used to clown the teacher in front of the class every day. That's terrible. Every day, every it's she like lied. this. The, the problem is she was so nice. <laughs> That's and horrible. Because, because she was so nice, I just be like bet like it's grind time, bro. And I would just yeah. come in with this whole. But I think that's one of those things for me to realize now, as a student at that time in my life, with all of the circumstances that were going on in my life at that time, I was doing everything for attention. You know what I'm saying? I was doing anything for 100%. validation, acceptance, and all of that. But. I can't necessarily recall anybody in my life at that time that was helping me with all of that. Well, as and as messed up as like maybe you feel for, you know, projecting I, I those mean, I things. I don't feel that bad. Okay. Well, <laughs> I'm saying projecting those things onto those around you during that time period. Like right. in a sense, teachers are trained to like see those signs in children mm. and understand that it's not like an attack towards us or mm. something like that. Like for me, like if I see a student acting out, um, or kind of talking back to me, um, that could be a sign that something is going on that I may be like, didn't notice before. Right. So I don't think that's often something that people realize even when they should. Yeah. I mean, I would, I would hope that all teachers realize that mm. I would hope that all teachers, um, are empathetic towards children in the most developmentally important stage of their lives and that they don't completely understand even how their actions affect other people. And like, this is something I find a lot is that like kids don't know that their teachers have feelings and that their teachers are people. And you have no idea until you go into the profession, like as a teacher, like a child can hurt your feelings. A child Mm. can 100% hurt your feelings and they are very, very honest creatures um, you got the young, young bulls. Yeah, too. I have really young children. They're right. very honest. And I remember like this one kid, he was like, 
did you get any sleep last night? You have bags under your eyes. And I was Dio! like, yeah. <laughs> but like my man's came for you, bro. But in that moment, like, okay, he's right. I do have bags under my he's eyes. He's right. I didn't sleep last night. <laughs> no, I do have bags under my eyes. That's an observation. Facts. He might not know right now in this stage in his life that that's not something you would want to say to a person um, or to comment on their physical appearance. And for me, that is a teaching moment. Uh, and there are so many teaching moments when they don't like do the right thing or say the right thing or might hurt my feelings. I will literally tell my students um, that hurt my feelings. <laughs> And Yo, I do that, I, but I do that, like I've done that as a class, like when a class is really misbehaving, yeah. I will just stop what I'm doing and say, everyone, like, I really want to talk to you guys for a second. I need your full attention right now. I've done this with like first grade, um, where I'm saying, you know, how do you think it, it makes Miss Mattingly feel when you are talking over her? And someone raised their hand. They say, not good. I'm like, yeah, it doesn't make me feel good. Yeah, I worked really hard on this lesson. I thought you guys would really enjoy it. And, you know, a lot of people are. Like, I'm over here getting <laughs> sad. Like, I'm one of the students. <laughs> and then I'm oh. like, um, do you think it makes me feel like you want to be here and you care about what I'm saying if you're talking over me and not listening to my rules? And they, their Yo. faces, literally, they're like, <laughs> no, like, that probably doesn't make you feel very good. And I'm like, yeah, it doesn't make me feel really good. Do you guys want to be here? And they're always like, yes. I mean, music class, come on. Right. It's like such a, you know, right. like I try music really hard. Word. Music was that way. I try really hard to plan really fun activities and make it a place where like they want to be. So, right. But they're like, yeah, of course we want to be here. And I'm like, okay, then show me. Because right. like you're hurting my feelings right now. And that to me gets through so much more than yelling, mm. so much more than like the verbal abuse that I'm, unfortunately I've seen in classrooms. And like, when you and I think that like leads me to a lot of what I'm asking because you, I know you, mm -hmm. and I think everything you're saying here right now, like you are one of those teachers that go above and beyond for the student body. And me being a former student mm -hmm. recently, right? You know what I'm saying? Those are the experiences that we will remember forever, right? You know what I'm saying? My sophomore in high school, U.S. history two teacher, I'll never forget. Because she went over and above and she taught with so much passion. Right. I know so much about, yeah. you know what I'm saying, U.S. history because of that. But That's and, a whole nother thing, though. When you're passionate about what you facts. teach, you're passionate about your job, and there's a lot of teachers going into teaching who don't really need to be teachers. So that, but, you know what I'm saying, that being said, yeah, 100%. I also have, for me, in my personal experience, experience with teachers that don't necessarily have that. Right. And they're doing what yeah, they need I have to too. do to just do it sure you know what i'm saying they don't always put the students first they don't always go the extra mile they yeah. don't always give the students that additional assistance that may be the difference between a b to an a or a good day or a bad day or an extreme circumstances life and death because it really can it, get to that and point. you're absolutely right or what facts. career path they might go into or facts. might not go into there's facts i mean it's totally proven that like the second most important and influential adult in a child's life is their teacher Damn, Bottom that's line, a stat, bro. That's a statistic. It's legit. Bro. It's legit. She dropped st st statistics. I'm serious on the though. Pond, when I bro. feed into my students' self esteem and make them feel yeah. worthy and make them feel like they're part of a community at such a young age, mm. that that is going to carry with them forever. Like I really believe that. Talk that. You know, even when they're at their loneliest moments, they remember there is a place they can belong. Mm. You know, like. 
and that they're, they're, belonging they're in exists or in a circumstance where they don't know that. And I think but, that's important. And it's like elementary school age to me is like the most important time. And I'm super passionate about elementary school because I just, you know, I know. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I just like, it's so great. And like when I'm talking about those, those moments like that, where I'm telling them like how I feel and like you're hurting my feelings, like yeah. not only am I doing classroom management because you better believe after that speech, they are behaving even my worst classes. You might like least behave classes. Yeah. You better believe they're behaving because now I've tapped into their like empathetic side that they might not be tapping guilty, into bro. very often, <laughs> but it's not just guilt. It's like, they're aware of themselves, mm. you know, and like creating emotional intelligence in kids is like one of my main priorities in music teaching, which is sounds crazy. Cause like you said, um, I think they just come to your class and learn music. Well, guess what? You're not the only one. A lot of mm. the other teachers in my community I think know. that. A lot of parents think it. that. A lot of people think that in general. I went into this field knowing that people were not going to fully understand what I was doing. But it, it is important to me that I am in every single way teaching my kids not just how to do music, but I, I, I don't care. Like they can go on to middle school and they can keep doing music or not. Right. I want them to remember the feeling of being in my class, the feeling of belonging, the feeling of being aware of yourself, the feeling of being kind to others. Bro, bro, bro. I'm sitting here like <laughs> just taking this in. This is this is intense, bro. I don't even know I'm, I mean, you so much and i yeah i do and i love kids for me it's great to hear that as upcoming school counselor you know what i'm saying that right. mental health mental wellness emotional intelligence so many terms that you threw out are what i'm passionate about mm -hmm. so for you to bring that up is like all right but I mean, say, that's I, why we get along so well, too, though. I think a lot of our, yeah. like, philosophies of life kind of align, and that kind of makes sense of that's why. That's the only reason we get along. <laughs> no, but I think <laughs> that makes it really easy for us because yeah. we agree on many things like this. And, like, for me, like, education is very important to me. If I was with someone who, like, didn't really align in my beliefs, that would be tough that. for me. That would be really tough for me. One of the things that I don't take for granted about our relationship is the fact that we have ideas or thoughts or things that we're struggling with professionally or about mm. what we're passionate about. And we can come to one another because we have very similar interests in the yeah. same regard. But question for you, mm -hmm. because you are touching my soul with all this <laughs> right now. But for me, being an incoming school counselor, all of the things that you are attempting to do for your students, your aspirations, everything that you put into your lessons to just give students so much more of what they may traditionally get from a regular music class. What do you need? Working for a school counseling department, working alongside student support services to assist the students to give them the most equitable and best chance of having a successful education experience what do you need from us to mm. thrive? Oh, my gosh. I mean, it's not just what do I need. It's what does the whole school need and what does this world need? Like, it is so... So you can't be dropping the W word I in this... really can't help it because yeah. the more time I spend with students and the more I talk to more seasoned teachers than myself, I realize how, like, codependent kids are becoming. And it's... On what? Oh, my goodness. On technology on oh well technology a lot but facts super facts i mean unfortunately it's used as a parenting tool these days but it's hard not to yeah. i mean 
it's it's hard, especially in this last year with COVID. People are working at home. They have their kids with them. Like, how do you not just shove the iPod in, like, the kid's face? It's hard. And I think that's and I one get of those... that, and I'm empathetic towards that. But at the yeah. same time, like, these kids are very, like, they need instant gratification always. Mm. That is something I'm really trying to work on with them is, like, not getting the instant success, not getting, you know, sometimes things take hard work. They need to mm. learn that. Um just that's why I be trying to tell you when you mad at me. I'm like, babe, like, <laughs> you know, sometimes I'm just not going to do exactly what you want me to do. Like, <laughs> but <laughs> I, it makes me nervous about the next mm. generation of kids coming up into this, into our world. And you're going to see it first. I made a couple dollars. I never talked about it. Needed the bread, but wasn't happy about the way I got it. Quadruple in the wallet, driving the scooper wallet. So all my dudes, we lost the violence. My moment of silence. about your host you're black he does not drink any sugary drinks unless there's alcohol involved all you drink is water which i admire you for this isn't a fun fact we'll see what this tastes like this is just giving the audience information they don't need that's what this is what it tastes like water tastes like candy candy. as i like to say from (laughs) earlier today it tastes like I coined I that you. earlier. I hate you so much. <laughs> I think anyway. the devil jerked off right into the head bottle. <laughs> You're awful. Yeah. You're actually anyway. awful. Anyway, <laughs> what? But no, when you bring your girlfriend on the pod, you never know how it's going to go. So I don't know why you say that. You know I'm awesome, so why would you think it would go bad? I was just going to say that I love you. I'm thankful that you're here. Um, but I love our relationship. And I think for you giving so much advice to the teachers of the world and so many (laughs) things that are going on with the students in terms of being an active girlfriend and hoping that you would like to continue in that role. What relationship advice would you give to not even necessarily women, but just anybody out there in a relationship? What do you think they need to hear today? Oh, my goodness. Relationship advice. Okay. Who thought we would ever ask you for this? <laughs> I re- I didn't. I swear I did not see that coming, but okay. That's why I don't never give people what they're about to get asked before. You yeah. Roll okay. Roll the punches, man. Well, I will say that I've learned, and I think I was telling you this recently, like uh. the foundation of something is everything. Yeah. So your foundation has to be solid of like, mm. you know that no matter what happens that you're going to work through it, that you're going to like, you're with someone who's going to try and work with you um, and try and make things right when you inevitably get in an argument. Cause that's like all relationships that's going to happen. Yo, I think that's important. <laughs> it's like, just going to happen. Stop pretending you're perfect. And you're in a perfect relationship. It's not true. And I think that, and that's something I've fallen victim to having a relationship in the past. where wrong. Yeah. And I'm just like, nah, this is not meant to be like, we're arguing right now, but like, realistically realizing that it doesn't matter who you are or who you're with, that's always going to happen. Right. And if it doesn't happen, you never argue, that's probably a problem. Then there's probably apathy involved. Mm. And when you're apathetic towards someone, like you're on a very fast train towards not being in love anymore, which is just like, what's the point? I need a minute. 
<laughs> no, but seriously, foundation, foundation is very important. You have to make sure your boundaries are set and boundaries are very, very important. Mm. Um, I didn't know that before. And just to be very candid, like being, you know, we've dated two times now. This is our second time being in a relationship. We took a decent sized break. We broke up literally completely. Like not just like a break. I we was, broke up. I was sad. I was sad too. I was very sad. <laughs> but like the first time we did it, like I, I, we realized all of those cracks in the foundation. There were so many cracks there that like we didn't even realize and we didn't have clear boundaries. And that made it toxic in many issues. It was. And yeah. there was like so many different toxic things going on that we couldn't recognize because those boundaries were not clear at all. Um, and those boundaries were blurred all the time, even if made clear. So now if I'm you at make this boundaries, place, I'm like, if you're going to yell at me about not washing the dishes, <laughs> My boundary is that I'm not washing them anyway. No, no. <laughs> to be clear, that is not how boundaries work at all. Nah, that's facts though. That's but it's though. true. Like you, I, and I think when we restarted, it was so clear to us. Like this foundation needs to be solid. Mm. And I think we built something pretty awesome the second time around. So Stop, I'm gonna cry. This cute. <laughs> Man, I, I've been telling. I'm not going to say people because it's not a conversation that I have often. And I think one of the things I had to realize through the second time of our relationship coming mm -hmm. back around was the concept of not having every relationship conversation with everybody. Like privacy? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Even when, even when things are bad and I'm looking for advice from people, I mm. don't need to seek that from people that don't need to know that information. Well, and I never knew that. Yeah. You know what happens, though, is like you... You get so many different opinions based on so many bias. It's always opinions bias. and situations. But the thing is, like, I might talk to my girlfriend who's recently been like scorned by mm. somebody, and they have a totally different viewpoint than someone who's in a happy relationship. Mm. And so, therefore, I start creating like noise around me, and I start forgetting my own opinions. And that's why I'm very careful. And then you just be like, careful about who you are speaking about your relationship to. Yeah. Um. Definitely. And privacy is important, but you never want to be at a place too where like you are so like closed off about your relationship. You don't that, tell anybody anything. Yeah, that that's not good either. That's what not do good you either. think is because that's something that I've often thought about a lot walking that fine line. Mm. Shout out to Harry Styles, whose tickets we have to. I'm so month. excited. <laughs> but how do you walk that and kind of operate in this place where you are having the necessary conversations you need to be emotionally sound and have that support, but not oversharing, not telling people things that they don't need to know? Right. Well, I think, first of all, and I just want to make it clear that everyone should go and do this. Having a therapist really helps because having an unbiased. Everybody, stop. <clears throat> Pause this episode right now. Look up the closest therapist slash counselor in your area. Or like they have so many now virtual options go. like betterhelp.com or like any of those places you can just yeah. pay for therapy if you need it. And like it's a great resource. That's one as well. thing I will say about yeah. COVID, you know, all the technology mm. and stuff we were talking about earlier is obviously a problem in a lot of ways, right. but virtual counseling is kind of dope. It is very dope. Kinda absolutely. Dope. Absolutely. Yeah. Kind of. And I'm so glad that people were able to utilize that as a resource during yeah. the time when they needed it the most. Sure. Absolutely. Super facts. Super yeah. Facts. And I, I think having I think having that unbiased person to like listen to you and hear mm -hmm. everything. You don't have to hold back. 
You know what I mean? When you're with oh, this. So you just be letting it loose. When you're therapy. with your counselor, when you're with your therapist, yeah, I say absolutely everything and like my deepest thoughts. And that's always very beneficial. Um, so you be sh- your therapist. No, yeah, that's, that's not she, it. That's what she said. That's deep. <laughs> But <laughs> no, I, I definitely concur. I definitely. I think concur. that's a really good first step because you don't have to worry as much with that person. Mm. Hopefully, you know, if you have a healthy therapist that you trust, that's obviously always the best case scenario. And I it might having, not always be the scenario right away. But. I was having that conversation with somebody, too, about being able to advocate for yourself about the therapist that you are going to or think about that, you know, might be the counselor assigned to your case or whatever the case may be mm-hmm. like. A lot of counselors have expertise that they will use to take on your case or to best assist you right. to help you out or whatever. But you may not necessarily feel like that's what's best for you. Yeah. And you advocating that and saying that and looking for somebody that you personally think best suits you is very important. Mm. And there's so many people who will go to therapy and realize that this isn't what I was looking for or this person didn't necessarily do or say what I thought they would. Maybe finding a counselor or going to a therapeutic program isn't for me. Right. And then they'll never do it again. Uh, not that's knowing so that. Sad, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Not knowing that the person that is perfect for helping them or may talk about the things that they would like to or challenge them the ways that they need to is out there. Yeah. They just didn't take the extra step to look for it. And I find that happen more times than not. You know, though, like, I kind of get that on the same hand because mm-hmm. I am a very busy person. When my job is going for that those 10 months in the school year, like... Is that 500 kids? It is. Hell yeah. It is just, <laughs> oh, like, I'm very busy. It's hard to just, like, shop around for therapists. I'm not trying to, like, make... You know what's hard, too, about it? and Because I've, I've gone through this with mm. a few therapists. Like, you're, like kind of jumping yourself onto this person and all these emotions and it is draining to then be like, this isn't working for me. I'm going to do this again and again and again until I find the right person. It is exhausting. And so I understand why people might have a harder time, like trying to find the right person for them. But I, I am going to say like, once you do find the right person, I know that is 100% worth the benefits. I've seen it in you. Hopefully it's going to be that for me. I'm still kind of you know, like I've only been with this person for like two or three months. Yeah. yeah. So I'm transitioning because I like moved. Um, and that's been really hard, but I am dedicated to finding the right person because I know how important it is. Mm. I love that. <laughs> I love that and I love you. Yeah. And I'm I love so, you too. I'm glad saying that on air. When you <laughs> say you love me, which you say every day. Mm. And vice versa. And a I lot do of think, times a day. I do. <laughs> <laughs> I say it a lot. I do think it's important for, I'm not going to say people. Us, it works in our relationship. Maybe it works in others, but I'm not going to talk for them. Mm. Um, but for us to tell each other that we love each other, even through the bad days, is very important. Us being in our relationship, pushing so hard to have so much health and yeah. anti-toxicity and so much that other people have and that we have had an abundance of in the past. (laughs) When you say you love me, Mm. what does that mean for you? Oh, my goodness. Um, It means that I love you plus all of the things I don't love about you. That's what it means. I want to say go into detail, but I don't even know if y'all need to even know what all of that. <laughs> no, 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 I'm elaborate. not going to say exactly what. But elaborate. But it's like when you see a person and especially a person you love 
and you accept them for all of the flaws, all of the things they may have done to you or said to you, or like you've seen the worst of someone, which no offense. I think I've seen the absolute worst of you. <laughs> um, I think that's pretty fair to say. And, I'll give you that. And I still choose every single day to love you and to maintain my boundaries in order to stay non-toxic and all of these things. Like Facts. I have seen all of you and I still actively choose to be with you and work my best to have a healthy relationship with you. That that to me is love. It's like this active process of trying. And like I know myself, if I try, I'm going to succeed. So if I really am putting my best effort in, I'm really trying, and I know that you're giving me that same effort in return, which I 100% know, like that to me is our love working together so well to, for us to have a like, good relationship. And if it I was just me or just important. you, that would be, that obviously wouldn't work. But both of us, from the moment we decided to get back together, like truly we're like, we're going to do whatever it takes to make this work. And I think I've seen that from both of us. And we have both seen, like, I know I said you, but we have both seen the very ugly sides of one another. Mm. You still actively choose every single day to love me and to take me on dates and to be so kind and gentle Them with me. Be expensive. <laughs> <laughs> they be very expensive sometimes. <laughs> No, you've been spoiling me crazy since we got back together, actually. I love you. But, But, no, I think that's important to note because it is actively a choice. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, Mm -hmm. first and foremost, we cute. We were caught on a feeling the first time. Let's be clear. For real. It was all all emotional. And I think now we've kind of gotten to a place where we realize love is not emotion. It's so much more than that. It's so much more. And we we we, thought love was enough the first time, though. We did. We thought we we love each other so much. We thought the feeling was enough. This is going to work. Yeah. So, like, we don't need to do anything else. We love each other. I feel so um, strongly about you. It's just going to work. Please don't let Disney trick you. (laughs) That is not how it works. And just loving someone. All my dreamers out there, you can't just dream, bro. (laughs) just loving someone is not enough and it never will be you gotta but i I, one of the things i tell myself is that love is an action Mm -hmm. and if i said i love you i have to actively live every day proving that sure and i think that's one of the biggest things for me but as i was saying i'll stand by that i think one of the things that is important to note is that it's a choice don't make that face drink that tea that's right it's a choice (laughs) there are days where i am with you that i know i really piss you off you do piss me off (laughs) you know what i'm saying i make you i make you annoyed you you know i'm saying you're upset with me i'm not necessarily doing what you are expecting me to do with you or to you or treat you or talk to you a certain way and a thousand percent vice versa but we are at a place where we understand that and understand that one another aren't isn't perfect, and we still decide to be with each other through that. And I think for me, I always feel how strong our love is on the bad days. Yeah, 100%. on the days where walking away from you is the easy thing to do, especially when we get through something really hard, and it's like. Once you're like through the storm and you're like at the rainbow or whatever, you're like, oh my gosh, we handled that with grace. We handled that with patience for one another. We handled that with just like love and kindness for one another. And like that is such a beautiful thing. And it makes you feel very strong about your relationship for sure. But going back to what you said a little bit ago, because I ain't going to forget that. Don't don't even even know what I said. (laughs) Okay. I don't. 
I don't 100% see uh, what being attractive and being able to get with other people necessarily has to do with. I do. And I. this is one of the things that I, I'll have conversations with people like, we actively could be with other people. You're saying in a relationship, though, or as a hookup? What are you saying? Either or. Because okay. I think either of us, if we weren't committed to each other, could have either or. Okay. You know what I'm saying? If if you wanted to have a boyfriend by tomorrow, I think you could do it. Yes, Genuinely. I'm crazy guy off Tinder, I could, but anyway. But what I'm saying is you could do that. So okay. not only do you actively... I think anyone could do that, by the way. I think some people are ugly and don't necessarily... I think this is this is mildly controversial, but I'm rolling with it. I'm rolling with because it. Because beauty's care. in the eye of the beholder, 100%. But when you are attractive to... The mass population. I'm not going to say the masses, but I don't but think a fairly decent size. I of think the you are severely overestimating how attractive we are. Like I would not say I'm like a ten. I think we're really hot. Okay. And you know the truth is, if we in the comments right now and you're like the er er black ugliest hair. <laughs> It's cool. It's cool. He deserves it. In, he in deserves it. In the past, I would bag okay, your job. I'm not going to do that no more because anyway. I'm happy. But it's but cool. But I think he's cute anyway. But so what, I don't need your opinion. What really, what really matters is like you know what I'm saying we recognize that and understand that there are so many options out there. And I think for people who don't necessarily have that sense of adoration from a large community of people, they don't struggle with that. There are people who exist that are with people because they genuinely think they won't find somebody else. And I know it's one of the things that well, we have. Well, that is not the situation here. We have the exact opposite, which can also present its own problems. And we actively choose one if another. If you let it create problems. It, it definitely, I, definitely. I just feel like I wouldn't throw away... Yeah. Everything I've built with you, like I said, starting from that foundation, uh -huh. when you're a construction worker, it is hard as hell to build a house. You're not just like, Break it down for me, bro. you're not just like, you just throw the house on the property. Like you got to build that. <laughs> now, like that's a sense so, of maturity for people to understand. But like, I'm not just going to throw away everything I've built with you to start building with somebody else at mm -hmm. this point. But when times are hard. Especially we in almost year three, like you said, we in year one. Uh -huh. And you know that maybe this part of our relationship that is difficult could be a little easier with somebody else. Mm. It's a thought. And I, I, I completely wholeheartedly believe that you have maybe had that with me. I think I that's a partly that. immature thing, though. To I think, agree. To think I that agree. you will have it easier with someone else. Is in never going to be. In certain capacities, I think you may. In certain capacities, but in other areas, you will have it just as hard. Because or harder. No, I agree with that. Because no two people are the same. No two people are the same. And no matter if I went into a relationship with someone who, I'm just going to use a stupid example, who right. did the dishes every time they were done. Okay, that. I, I You don't. You do not do the dishes. sink will be full. Will be disgustingly full. First of all, dishes smell. They're nasty, but whatever. This is say, unnecessary context. You say, guys don't need to know that. Say I'm with someone who does the dishes or puts the dishes in the dishwasher every Facts. single time. That Facts. area of my life is easier, yes. Facts. But, but I, that person I also. also confident <laughs> He's not going to. You're right, though. But. <laughs> No, but the bottom. No, you're so right. Though. <laughs> oh my god, 
I'm love sorry. Us. I'm sorry. I love us. No, no, this is great. Now, what based I'm saying on is, based on the faxies, though, faxies to the maxies. But what I'm saying is, we actively choose one another as opposed to somebody else. But in addition, we actively choose one another as opposed to ourselves. I mm. think when you get to a place where you are very comfortable and okay with just being with you, mm. there is a sense of peace and quietness and comfortability and yeah. stability and familiarity that parts of you give up for somebody else. And mm. I think it's very important going back to boundaries that you said before. It's important for you to set boundaries with somebody to make sure that you don't give that up entirely and live a life of chaos to be with somebody. But my everyday, daily routine, everything that I love that strictly comes from me isn't 100% the same when I'm with you because you do things. And let's be honest, I think a very good example is the way you sleep in a bed. I love my bed tucked in. I love the Very, sheet. very, like militaristically orderly. It feels I'm so just not like that. comfortable. You sleep like a f- grizzly bear. I don't, I don't know. I'm I don't so know. surprised you said a grizzly bear because you say every single day I sleep wildebeest. like a wildebeest. You, sleep you like, always say that. It. So let's, why let's did you say call, grizzly bear when you always say wildebeest? a spade a spade. You sleep like Let's call it. Let's call it how it is. I'm not gonna hold you. Oh, you got my real life coming out. Oh no. We would sleep. We would sleep yesterday. I'm talking about sleep. Literally, motherfucker. We just in bed. Knock the toe is out. My left shoulder blade shivering. I'm sleep going like this. Even know what's going on. But the truth of the matter being, I think this is a fairly decent example. What? I am willing to sacrifice comfortable sleep occasionally to be with your ass. And you're also willing to sacrifice not being with other people to be with me. But I, at the same time, yes, but at the same time, I'm sacrificing having everything in my bubble that I can control to give that up and let you have a piece of that control in my life. And that's not easy. Sure, but how much of a sacrifice were you giving up when we were broken up? Also huge. Yeah. And And there you go. I think that's a good thing to reflect back on because I had reached a place in my life where despite all the pain and the trauma and everything that happened through our breakup, I finally, finally reached a place where I recognized the hurt and understood that we may not get back together ever again, and that's okay. Yeah, that was actually the point when I knew I could get back with you, when I knew that. That's, that's so deep. crazy that you're saying that because I— That's deep. Like, I also don't know if we've ever said that. I don't think we've this. ever said that, but that's the exact feeling I had before I yeah. like decided that I wanted to be with you, was I finally accepted the fact because that we might choice. never get together again, and I will and be that's fine. Cool. That's perfectly fine. I will be fine. I was like, I will be doing great. I could do anything I want. Same. And like, I will be fine. And that's when I knew like, but of all those things I could have, of all the things I could want, do I want to try again with this person? And I decided yes. And I decided the same thing. Yeah. That was good. Oh my God, we're so great. Well, we didn't feel that <laughs> way before. I mean, the first relationship, it was like, if we don't work out, like there's was, nothing left for us. It was, de- it was it. codependence. Yeah. And I'm so anti-codependence yeah. because I think that removes the choice aspect. 
every day I decide to be with you, I want it to be a choice. It's not out of necessity. It's not out of because you need to feel accepted by me or you yeah. need to feel loved by me or you need to feel whatever it is that you feel by being with I another just person. I want to be with you. Yeah. As it's, opposed yeah, to feeling like you I'm don't literally need gonna die. If me you're not to here. Li- exactly. Right. And what a horrible feeling to have too, like needing your every like move verified by another person like what a horrible way to live but we can only say that because we've lived that. yeah 100 percent. both of us and i think it's so one of the reasons why i'm so blessed that even through the most traumatic parts of our relationship we're able to be where we are today yeah is because we have felt that feeling and reached the other side of it where we actively love each other by choice yeah and i i wouldn't take any of it back i think to end up exactly where we did I don't know how we would have gotten here any other way, to be mm-hmm. honest, because it seemed like for a long time it was a cycle that, like, was just not going to be able to be broken. So toxic. Yeah. So toxic. Like, I just, I don't know. And let's call it how it is for the audience, because I feel like we live in a generation today where sex is everything. And despite yeah, true. how toxic our relationship was, we found an amazing catharsis through that. Something Through sex? Something that we often thought would... You know what I'm saying? We have an issue, unresolved, maybe unspoken, but boom, we're connected in this way. It doesn't matter. I think and it I was think like was a so sex bad. band-aid. <laughs> right. As opposed yeah. to like actually, because you know what I'm saying? Our relationship at this point with all the things that we had going on, we were shot. There is an open gunshot wound <sighs> that's just bleeding. Sex band-aids on it. Well, I think going back to what you said before about like being in love, but mm-hmm. like that's you know, like the thing that you think is gonna keep you together. Right. It was like that. Like I think we were right. like, oh, because we feel so emotional and so in love with each yeah. other during sex, like that means that like everything's cool now. Nah. We've had a horrible fight, we've like been really rude or manipulative to one another and now we can have sex and we feel so connected and so awesome and that makes everything better. And I was and like we, we really did because time. every time afterwards we would feel so much better. Oh, we're so connected, we're so in love, which was true and I never want to take that away from us. Yes, we were so in love. It was. It so was. connected, sure. I don't think either of us knew what love was though. <laughs> A choice, no. As a feeling, we sure as hell as a, did. As a feeling, as a we feeling, did. As an action, absolutely did. As an action, I don't think we sure, did. Sure, as an action, no. As a mature adult action, we did we not know so what love immature. was. We were kids. We were kids. At all. We at kids. all. And I think this is so important to know, and that's something I often think about and have to forgive myself for. I was that way with you. This part of my relationship, I'm what, like 22, 23? You know what I'm saying? Think about to all the relationships I had in the past where I didn't. You know what I'm saying? But also having the sense of self-forgiveness for me to understand the road that I had to walk to be where I am today, to truly feel like I am in love with somebody and actively proving that and forgiving myself for all the mistakes I made along the way. Yo, same. It's not easy. It's not, but I remind myself, too, that you were, like, really my first real relationship where, like, I, I love really... I to hear that, by the way. I it's totally re- selfish, but I love to hear it. I like, mean, I think in a weird... I think in a way I was yours, too, but I like to think that. I, in a way, agree. 
Yeah. I do. Because I can say I In love seriousness. Yeah. yeah. No, we were very serious very soon. And I, I don't think either of us expected that. I mean, I didn't really know what was going to happen. Yeah. Definitely just didn't know what I was doing. And looking back, especially just being in therapy now, I realized how manipulative I was. And I, I hate that. Mm. But I was just able to control your emotions so well. And I used them to get what I needed. Oh, she was trying to say I'm a No, I used them to get <laughs> what I needed from you, though, in yeah. order to feel okay about myself and our relationship. But that, and that could be a common okay. practice for a lot of people. Yeah. And I feel like when you don't, I was just trying to get what I needed to feel okay. And I wasn't, I didn't know I was manipulating you. I didn't think I was. I mm. thought, like, this is what I need for our relationship. So it's okay. And it's not. And I know that now. That's real. You know? All right. So I love you. <laughs> I love you too. And when you say you love me, I love to hear and I also know it's true. Yeah, me too. So I have for the audience members out there <laughs> just a little test just to see how real and authentic oh, the love is. Oh, my God. I got a little test for you. <laughs> okay. I got, we'll, see, we'll see how it goes. We'll see how it goes. You feel me? Okay. <laughs> What? I'll give you a second. It's a very short five question exam. Exam. Quiz. Whatever. MJ you want to call standardized it. testing. Nah, nah. This is the ask test. New Jersey. <laughs> New Jersey and standardized this one. This is the ER Blicky with a sticky exclusive. What's so sticky? we got. <laughs> Ew. So we got what? five questions for you. Okay. I'll give you a second. Make sure you're ready. You're fully prepared. I'm ready. Yeah. Straight like that. Hit me. All right. Time is very important. The longer it takes you to answer these questions, the more I think you don't love me as much as you do. <laughs> okay. Sure, you ready? Dang. Sure you Our ready? whole relationship is on the line right now, it's everybody. Very true. Okay, it's go. very true. Yep. First question, I, I made it very sure to include in the conversation to make sure you remember what's important to me. Ready, set, go. What's my favorite movie? Your favorite movie is Inside Out. Correct. Two travel destinations I've always wanted to go to. Two? Two. Oh, my goodness. Um, You've always wanted to go to Paris. And? You've always wanted to go to Mexico? Mm. No, wait, wait, wait. We're going to Mexico. Do, 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 <laughs> pa- I know you've always wanted to go to Paris. Wait, stop, stop, stop. You're distracting me. Stop. What? How does that mean that? <laughs> You've always wanted to go to Paris. You've always wanted to go to Ellis Island or something like that? I've literally never mentioned Ellis Island. No, wait, wait. There's an island. There's a fort. Oh, no, that's in Paris. Incorrect. My favorite hip-hop artist. Wait, can you tell me what it is at least? Say when it's over. Get a fence Okay, Jay-Z. Correct. My <laughs> little brother's middle name. What? My little brother's middle name. Something biblical. Uh, Michael? No. Incorrect. No, wait, 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 wait. Josh. <gasps> you, you picked it. You like this name. I like it too. Hey, I didn't think you would get that one. Yeah, 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 I, I remember. I didn't think you would get that one. Everybody who heard his name, don't stalk my brother. I'll kill you. Oh, I didn't get the uh, last name. Oh, they probably know your last name. <laughs> okay, okay, I'm doing good. Except the destination, five, last I guess. but not least, what is the exact size of... I have never measured it. I don't know. It's okay, the right the right answer is <laughs> All right, I want right your guesstimate. What's your guesstimate? To the to the Do you actually know? To the sentiment. Do you actually know? Maybe. You knowing the actual 
so you know that is ridiculous we have today (laughs) thank you for being with us what was the second destination final answer africa oh (laughs) (laughs) yeah but i got one right why wasn't it why was it two that was too much because if you love me enough you should know but i got every other answer right so except for this Please tell me with what? A ruler? A tape measure? What was it with? That's not the point. One of those like shoe size things at Payless. What's Inches. I could live with that. Three? I don't good. know. It's pretty, it's pretty girl. I'm not like, just like I'm like directionally challenged. Like I never know where I'm going. Measurely challenged. Got you. I cannot tell. Just by looking at something, what the measure of it is. The correct I answer said the is, other day you were 138 pounds. Which <laughs> I, by I can't the other tell day, by she looking. Two days ago. I can't tell by looking at someone like what their height is or what like their weight is. Like that is a huge personality flaw. Ladies and gentlemen, the correct answer is. We are. I was about to say, done. you better not be telling anybody that. <laughs> we are good today. Ladies right. and gentlemen, thank you for being here with us. Thank All of you. the energy and antics of today's episode <laughs> are brought to you by Mike's Hard Lemonade. Oh my God, we wish. We love not you. Not by choice. Well, not by my choice. She picked it. I also think it was a pretty good addition. I like Mike. So, hey, I am pretty good. <laughs> We're going to close this out. Is there anything you want to leave the audience with before we go? Don't always offer this to everybody, but I feel like you dropped some gems today. Interesting oh. to know if you got any last minute bits of advice. Thank you very much for that. Um, Just being honest with you. <laughs> last minute bit of advice. Well, first of all, I don't think I'm a person who's really worthy of giving advice yet, but I really appreciate that. Indeed. I, I don't. Humility. I'm almost 24 years old, just kind of starting out in She's life. so young. I'm very young. So so are you. Um, But I just will say that if you approach everything with empathy, life will be so much easier for you and easier for others around you. Mm. The end. Drops, Mike. You hear that? (laughs) Seriously. Empathy is very important. I love you, too. Thank you. Thank you. Ladies and gentlemen, that is all we have for you today. Thank you for another great episode of Back with ER Black. Until the next time, we're back. Back at you. <laughs> Sheesh.